What up? Welcome back to the Somewhat Clever Podcast, episode 13, I believe. Episode 2, sort of, kind of, of the Somewhat Clever Podcast. But I, I can't keep doing that. I can't always just be like, uh, actually, well, the high, we started with the High and Side Podcast, so uh, subtract 11 from... No, nah, no, nah, we're just going to go forward. Episode 13 of the Somewhat Clever Podcast. And, you know, honestly, I was a little worried that the, the name change was going to affect my listenership i don't know if that's a word my listenership but i mean not really i mean i got actually if i got uh my most listens on the last on episode 12 so i appreciate you very much but yeah the the name change didn't seem to impact the the listenership a whole lot <clears throat> which is good so i mean thank goodness for that um so yeah we're just gonna stick with it somewhat clever podcast episode 13 if you don't like the name at least it's somewhat clever Boom! Let's get into it. It's just me today, if you can't tell. Uh, this is one voice that you're hearing. Um, Ellis and Paul are not with me. It is spring break, so this is probably the only um, probably the only podcast that you'll be getting during this week, just because on spring break, I don't have my... I don't. We don't have the other mics to use, so if I wanted to, I could go like buy one at like Best Buy, use it, return it. It's kind of a hassle. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to just bust this one out for you guys. It's a weird. That's a weird expression, and I say it a lot. Not so much on this, but just in general, like bust it out. I don't know. Sometimes it's kind of funny. There's, there's some. There's some comedy value there. But um, yeah. So this is probably the only podcast that you're going to hear from me. Like I said, it is spring break. Uh, so that means one other thing. Back in the squeaky chair. I don't know if you even heard that. I might have just humped the air for no reason. But, yeah, we are back in the squeaky chair. Back to the lowest production value sounding situation I can be in. And Audacity's having a stroke, as always. So things are looking good. This is the normal the normal setup. Squeaky chair, Audacity uh, shitting itself. <clears throat> anyway, today I just got back from the gym. So I'm actually haven't showered yet. It's kind of disgusting. Also need to eat. I'm not, I'm not prepared at all. But on my way home from the gym, I was like, I am going to do a podcast and about I want to talk about my jobs the jobs that I've had and because I think about them like pretty regularly still I'm like still wrapping my brain around like I don't know I I still I have nightmares about when I was waiting tables and whenever I go into Chick-fil-a I'm like I get like anxiety because I like put myself in their shoes. I'm like, oh my god, it's busy in here. Like, I hope we have enough chicken sandwiches, and I'm like the one ordering it. I don't know. I, I'm a maniac when it comes to that stuff. So, I just want to run through my job, the, my, my jobs, as a as a college student, just thinking back to like what I did. Let's see. So I started working when I was let's see, six, well, uh, sixteen, I guess, was my when I first got the Chick Fil A job, and no, not true. Sorry. Let's uh rewind a little bit. I started at Olympia Sports. Now, I it is a chain. It's not a very popular one. It's not like a Dick's. Uh, every county, every city has one of these stores. It's like if you took Dick's, <laughs> the store, if you took Dick's and boiled it down to like a I don't know, I don't I don't know square footage very well. Like a eh, like a 1000 square foot room and just stuck t-shirts one sh- like one wall is devoted to shoes. There's just t-shirts and shorts throughout the middle, and then there's like quarter zips. And then in the corner they have like it's like minor sports equipment. Like when I say minor, I mean like mouthpieces. 
and maybe like some really crappy field hockey sticks. But so I worked at Olympia Sports, and holy shit! So I worked there for about a month. The most boring, the most boring job you can have. I mean, minimum wage. I think well, the one that I worked out shut down. I don't know if the company as a whole shut down. But so I I worked there. No one ever came. Seriously, like some dudes would like come in, wander around, and see that our quarter zips were sixty five dollars and bounce like any sane person would. So and it was one of those stores. I hate. I hate these types of stores. It was one of those stores where when you go to checkout, you're just you go in, boom, you need some socks. Okay, your feet are chafing. Man, I'm gonna get some new socks. Let's pull, let's whip into Olympia Sports, see what they got. Find some good, find a good deal on socks. Go up to the counter. The way retail should be set up: you give me the money and or swipe your card. I will give you the socks. You're out the door. Maybe I, maybe hopefully I won't have to see your fat face again. Olympia like all these department stores is one of these stores where you come up with the merchandise and it's like, okay, is that going to be it for you? Yeah. I'm going to need your uh, email, your address, your secondary email, your phone number, your like, I hate that situation. And even more annoying than the guy. So when you I'm like, I'm at, put yourself in that situation where you go to buy something and the guy just talked or the person just asked you for everything. And, the only thing worse than that is being the person asking for everything because there's this awkward like listen man this is bullshit I know we don't need all this information but I gotta ask for it anyway this is protocol like it sucks but I gotta ask it and I just hated that situation because like some cool people come in there and they're like they're like sort of almost in a hurry and I'm like do you have an account with us and they're like no and it's like well fuck like I just want to like pull close like pull them close and just be like listen buddy why don't you just go down the street to Dick's Sporting Goods and not waste your time giving me all this useless information. It's I I hate stores that ask for all that bullshit. And I I was the guy. I was the guy you hated when because it's like why and yeah I I just I didn't like that. But we would so I remember when I like logged into my little store identification like my store number. I don't know. Like I would go enter my store number and then I had like a a page. There was two people always working at a time. And I remember I would see our, what we would need to, like what we would need to make that day. And what's that, what's the word for that? Quota. I I couldn't think of that. There we go. I would see our quota for the day. And it was always like $350. And every day I would ask the manager, because it was like a regular floor worker, me, and a manager. And I would be like, "Did, did we hit the quota today? And the quota was always something real low, especially during this time. I think it was like, I think I started working there in January. Which is the lowest, like, that's the worst time for selling for, for stores, basically. Because everybody just bought shit for for Christmas and, and all that, so no one's really shopping. And I would always ask, like, did we meet our quota? And the quota was like $380. And she's like, uh, almost, we got like $120. What the hell? We're, we're gonna, like, we're gonna go out of business. We, we always call, come up about halfway to our quota for the day lady and another thing she would do at the end of the day is like we had this huge checklist at the end of the day scrub the windows wash whatever just fold fold stuff and at the end of the day she would always be like all right troy go go check the shoe rack make sure nobody messed up man my poster just fell off the wall damn it all that's annoying i'm just gonna leave it because it's gonna fall down if i try and put it up again also it feels like my microphone stand's about to pop off anyway she'd be like troy go check the uh, shoe wall make sure it's not messed up Messed up from what, Shannon? No one came here. We've been here for six hours. One lady came in, looked at the mouthpieces, and left. 
and I, and like she'd be like, all right, go check the dressing room, make sure nobody um, swapped out clothes, like stole anything. They're like so worried about stealing things. I'm like, no one's stealing this garbage, lady. Oh man, it was it was it was weird though. It really was because the whole time I'm walking around fixing shit, you know, re rehanging hangers, just doing useless stuff. And and at the end of the day, she's like. No one has come in since I've done the last thing. And she's like, all right, go check the, uh, you know, go make sure the place isn't a mess. Well, unless you did it, Shannon, this place is going to be spotless. Because all we do is clean because no one comes in here to buy anything. I only worked there for like three weeks. Get this. So she taught me the whole, she taught me the whole way to like check somebody out. Asking all those stupid questions about your information. And, uh, you know, Making the whole checkout process about a six-minute situation. Whoops. <laughs> the whole, like, a six-minute situation. I, in my three weeks working there, checked out, like, two people. Two people. The whole time I worked there. That's how many people came to the register when I was there to ask for things. And I worked, like, 15 hours a week. I was in, oops, I was in high school. So, I mean, it's not, you know, it wasn't a lot. But 15 hours, I... I'm going to be honest, working 45 hours, I should have seen more than two people. Should have seen. So that was my experience at Olympia. I'm not trying to like shit on Olympia, but but I am. The one I worked at anyway was no, no bueno. So I left. So what happened was I left there. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm now remembering the transition from Olympia to Chick-fil-A. So I applied for... Chick-fil-A when I was working at Olympia and I remember the Chick-fil-A lady asked because there was like three interviews it was like I was Jesus it's like I was applying for a manager position I like thinking back the Chick-fil-A hiring process was a little annoying but it was kind of worth it I guess sort of I don't know Chick-fil-A has just high standards but I remember the lady asking do you have another job right now while I was working at Olympia and I just had a mini panic attack in my head I was like oh no I did. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I guess it sort of makes sense. I was like, it would have maybe turned them off a little bit. But I <laughs> I remember I said that. And I, I was, like, still 16. And I remember going home and being like, I told them I didn't have another job. Like, I'm freaking out. They're going to find out. Like, I was going to get in huge trouble for just... And it would have been such an easy explanation to just be like, yeah, I'm leaving this job if I get hired here. But I, I remember having, like, such a panic attack. But I told them no. And then I straight up told the Olympic people, I was like, I'm going to go work at Chick-fil-A. I was like, it's way closer to my house. It's just easier. They were like the same distance. It didn't really matter. But I I told, it was like my, I think my last shift, the, the one of the, it was a different manager than always tells me to check the shoe rack that hasn't been touched in six hours. But she's like, how much longer are you going to be with us? And I was like, oh, probably a month. Two days later for my next shift, I called her and was like, hey, I can't make it in again. I uh, got hired by Chick-fil-A later. <laughs> I was such a dick. No clue how to go about switching jobs. I remember she literally asked. She's like, well, can you come in this shift? And I'm like on the phone like, ah, I don't, uh, no, I can't. Sorry. I'm like, putting the, like pulling the phone away from my face. Yeah, not a chance actually. Sorry. So that happened. I was an ass about that. Went to Chick-fil-A. <sighs> I got mixed feelings about Chick-fil-A. You start off you start off making like eight dollars an hour, which is like seventy five cents more than what like most retail jobs like McDonald's and and uh like yeah. those just like normal high school jobs. Then I like ended up making eight fifty and I, I like I think right before I quit they were gonna put me up to like nine dollars an hour. Chick fil A was like kind of 
here was the biggest thing with Chick-fil-A that pissed me off. First of all, I worked with about 30 homeschooled people. Now, if you're homeschooled, you may be, you're, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to make any judgments, but almost all the homeschooled people I worked with were the most socially awkward human beings I have ever met in my life. And just, like, talking to them and trying to, like, interact with them, like, make small talk at work, like, I, I don't, I think a good bonding thing at work most of the time is talking about the shitty parts of work, like, man, this sucks, like, another day, you know, like, some corny shit like that, but the homeschool kids were always like, I don't, like, I don't see what's wrong, like, I'm ready to serve people, and I was just like, okay, geez, like, and it was, I don't know, they were, like, so weird, and I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, homeschooled people. You may be cool. Not all of them are bad. I had some good friends at Chick-fil-A. I worked there for a good while. I, I worked there for a little over a year. And I took like a three-month break whenever I was playing sports. But Chick-fil-A wasn't too bad. There, was, there were times where the Chick-fil-A standards... Because when you go to Chick-fil-A, I mean, like, it has higher standards. And I remember... This is, there were two scenarios where it hit me. I was like, oh my God, this job sucks. I want to quit. I hate this. I hate the atmosphere. I hate the interactions. So the first time was opening up really early, like 6 a.m. And we got, we got, okay. So to put in your sweet tea, your, your unsweet tea, your sweet tea, we, a lemon goes in there and the little lemon holder had a had a pair of tongs on the side that you would pick the lemons out of. So because you you got the drinks right in front of the customer, so if they saw you like grab the lemon with their with your hands, they'd be like, oh, put it back or whatever. So we had tongs to pull the lemon out, and I remember we got new tongs. That's it, new tongs to pull out the lemons. Nothing really wrong with the old tongs. Honestly, if you just put them in hot water, it would have been fine. Just run them through the dishwasher. We got new tongs, and one of the girls I worked with was like, new tongs? This is awesome. Like, really, she was really hype about the new tongs. And in my head, I was like, man, new tongs, that is awesome. And then like 10 seconds later, I was like, new tongs? Who gives a shit about new tongs? This is this is the most exciting thing of my day so far? The new lemon tongs? I, I pick up lemons twice a day. Like, this is this is it. This is This is my life now. That's what was running through my mind. Like, me... I was so mad at myself for getting excited about the new freaking tongs. I like took a minute. I was like, this is brutal. I I worked, I I can't remember how far into Chick-fil-A that was, like me working there that was, but I, I worked there for a good while after. And the most annoying thing, the story I tell everybody to this day was when I, so people would come through the drive-thru drive through is a really fast-paced situation if you've ever been to Chick-fil-A. It's just, it just goes by fast. So some lady came through, got one of our like special sandwiches that has like cheese on it, called back. The lady called back, I think it was like two hours after she had been through the drive-thru, and complained that she got the wrong type of cheese on her chicken sandwich. Like, was having a fit on the phone. Like, when I go, she, I forgot what she said. She was like, when I come through the drive-thru, you know, I expect you guys to be accurate. And she, I mean, she sounded bitchier than that, but that's obscene, lady. Take the cheese off. Go get your own cheese. And if worse comes to worse, if you care that much, swing back around as soon as you get it. Don't wait two hours. Like, 
I'm, I imagine her sitting at home eating the sandwich, like talking to her loser ass husband. Like, I'm gonna call him. I really am. This is this is absurd. I'm gonna call him when I'm done eating the sandwich. When I'm done shoving these fries in my face, I'm gonna call Chick Fil A and complain and give him a piece of my mind. And people would like th- like occasionally, if something went wrong, they would like threaten to not come back. Like, good, good. No one wants to see your fat face here. Like, we have so many customers a day. It was a very successful Chick Fil A. I mentioned that we were we talked about this towards the end of my last podcast. If so, I apologize if you've heard this part. But um, like yeah, like leave if you care that much. If this sucks that bad for you, if this is ruining your day, if what type of cheese is on your godforsaken sandwich that if is wrong, if that's really bothering you, then you need to go. I'm gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna play HQ because uh, I'm addicted to that game. Uh, I will be back in just a moment. Thanks. Well, I blew the shit out of that. Uh, question three on man, god damn it! It's so fucking frustrating. It was so, like, oh man, I just hate when I miss a stupid question. I think I missed question four. Oh jeez. Anyway, yeah. If you don't, I'm not not spot not a sponsor, but HQ trivia. It's like three and nine p.m. You can win money. I'm not gonna talk about it too much. I don't want it to be like I'm just like blowing smoke up HQ's hiney. What a weird <laughs> hiney. Anyway. What was I fucking talking about? Uh oh, Chick Fil A people, um, being annoying. Yeah, fuck those people. Anyway, I quit Chick Fil A. I have a good relationship with them still. I didn't like. I'm out of here. I didn't like bust out one day when someone was talking about they didn't get enough nuggets, which happened. Uh, I got a twelve count. And there was eleven in here. It's, I just wanted to front kick it, just like Chuck Norris roundhouse out of their hand. Just okay. Well, go pick them up off the ground, I guess. Anyway. So I left Chick-fil-A, um, and last summer, yeah, last summer, I worked as a waiter at a seafood restaurant, and I gotta say, I, th- like, working as a waiter solidified it, whoops, it just destroyed my computer, solidified it, made it official, I will never ever work in the food industry ever again. Being in s- such a stressful environment over something so small because when I say that people are like oh you think being a waiter stressful you should like that's not what I mean Uh, having a stressful job is different when the stakes are higher but when I'm bringing godforsaken club sandwiches and and you know crab meat to people and they're freaking out like this is dry or this is uh, not how I like it that's what pisses me off. Not being stressed. If I'm going to be you know oh you think that's stressful imagine being a Navy SEAL the stakes are a little higher you're in the military or if you have a full-blown job and you're trying to feed your family but when i was having like customers in my i won't i'm not gonna name the place i'm not gonna i'm gonna try not to name anybody but it was it, it was so shitty and just having like customers treat you like this robot who's just like i'd like come up like hey how are you guys doing today like die coke Oh man, right there, just wanted to rip them out of their metal chair and just like, just beat them. It was so, I just, I don't know, like, it, it was good, it was a good way to make fast money. If you are in a pinch, it literally, if if I'm ever in a situation where I have like a kid and I, I got, I really hope I never end up in this situation, but if I have like a kid and we just need money, we just need money fast, I will, being a waiter is something I would do again, but I really, if I have the choice, never ever want to work in the food industry again, where people are freaking out so damn hard over food, like, some of the people, I, I, and, and little things, like, 
it started to get to me so much little things were making me mad. I remember one time I was bringing chocolate cake over to this fat cup. No, I don't remember if they were fat. I just, I just, whenever I think of like the customers that were annoying, I just think of like the fat people who came in and like were so fixated on the food and how their food was going to be that they didn't give a hoot about who was trying to be nice to them and give them good service. Me. Anyway. I remember I was bringing a huge piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> it was like one of our desserts over to this table and this grandma. And I, I say grandma, it would have been kind of cute if she was like 90 or 95. I'd have been like, oh, you're so old and decrepit. But she was like 70, like 65, 70, like still like she was like sitting up tall, like had a glass of wine. Like she was still, she was still, the engine was still running up there. And she turns and looks at the cake and she says, wow, look at that ice cream. I... I wanted, I can't, I think at that point, this was like a week before I quit. At that point, I wanted to sling, like sling the cake up off the the platter, like have it land on her head, just flip the plate over, grab the, like the, because the bottom of it had like these little ridges and just slam it across her forehead for calling it cake or shit, for calling it ice cream, for calling the cake ice cream, that, it was the last, like, wasn't the last straw, but, it was, it was setting me off, this is how agitated, I've never had so much angst build up from, from working there, there was just a lot of little things that pissed me off, and my coworkers, and I had some good coworkers there that, like, we would get there, uh, that's the, the, I mentioned this earlier, that's the best, when you get there, and I would, like, talk to a coworker, and, me and him or whoever it is would at the time would just be like, man, this is the worst. I want to leave right now. Oh man. It just, I hate to say it, but like the positive workers started to like get to me. Let's get out there and make some money guys. I'll just be like, fuck this. I hate you for talking so much at me, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'll never work in the food industry again if I can help it. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't deal with like the, the dads who were, I will say, some some people were a joy, just a complete delight. They fixed, they made my evening better just by being one of my tables. They they tipped well. I remember this old couple came in. If I messed up, they were so, like, okay with it. And he gave me, like, a $40 tip on, like, a $60 check. It was my, the best tip I ever got. And I remember just being, like... You, like you, why isn't everybody like you? Not not just because the tip thing, but just being like understanding and nice. Like, and there, there, there was this dynamic that would happen a lot where if someone's food was taking a, a, a while, I wouldn't want to go back to their table because they're going to be like, where's the food? And so then I'm waiting long. This is my own fault. I'm not even complaining about waiting table. Like I'm not complaining about the situation anymore. But someone would be like, why is the food taking so long? So I didn't want to go back because I didn't want to have to explain that the kitchen blows and then but the longer you wait or the longer you go without at least updating them on the status of their food the the matter they're getting. So basically <laughs> it'd be like 20 minutes from when I last saw them to to when I brought their food and they're just so pissed and I just I just hated it. You know maybe it wasn't for me. I tell you what. So I <laughs> some people are great at it. Some people are are like uh, there's I've been to restaurants before. I'll go and I'll go continuously for years, and they're still there. Some people just get it. I don't know if they just go numb or they just go full robot mode when they show up to work. I couldn't do it. I wanted to leave every second, like all the time. I wanted to leave. Oh man, I hated big tables, like tables of like twenty people, and they were all just and they they were just acting like they they literally just acted like I had all the time in the world, 
And when the hostess would have the balls to, while I had a 20 top table to ask me, hey, can you take a, another 10? I, I just wanted to just heel to chin, just strap on a big Timberland boot, heel to chin, over the railing, into the water. We were on the water. It was a nice restaurant. Like, I kind of got it. Like, why so many people came. Like, it's nice. It's on the water. If it was, like, 70, like, those evenings, I got it. I just hated it. And, oh, there was one There was one more thing that, oh, what was it? Uh, I was planning on talking about it. It was one more aspect. Oh, ex- yeah. I hated this more than anything. When I would, so, if someone was eating and they were done and I, and I went and got their food, I hate it when they would tell me that the food wasn't that good. Okay, that's fine. If you want me to, I will go get the chef, tell him how to fix it. I don't know what you want me to do. It was the most awkward. Like, so one, so this lady, we made pizzas. And the pizzas were actually pretty good. So, A, fuck off for that reason. B, I brought the, I got the pizza, I took the pizza tray away. And she, like, inhaled the whole thing. So get off my ass. I took the pizza tray away. She was like, mm, I guess I'd never order a pizza from a seafood restaurant. And I just kind of sat there like, oh, yeah, <laughs> why Like, why not? And she was just like, yeah, it's just, it wasn't that good. And I was like, okay, well, can I do anything for you? And she's just like, no. Why the hell did you tell me about the pizza? I'm sorry that it wasn't good, but Lord, I can't do anything. That's like telling the mailman who just brought your Amazon, like the UPS guy brings you a package. You open it up. You like open the window as he's leaving. Like, Hey, this sucks. I'm sorry that I paid for this. Like, what's the mailman going to do? I'm bringing the food. You told me what to tell the kitchen to make. The kitchen made it. I brought it to you. Oh, well, you really shouldn't. uh, Damn it. Poster keeps fucking up. You really shouldn't order a pizza at a seafood restaurant. All right, lady, well, uh, walk your ass out the front. I don't even care if you pay me. Just get out of my face. Man, I just, I, I can't do it. I, I absolutely loathe waiting tables. And when I, I, I get, I've had nightmares since I quit. I quit, by the way. That's the probably the, that's one of the most important parts of the whole story. So my friend, I'll say it, Jeremy. Me and Jeremy were tight. He was the guy who every day when we showed up, we were like, man, this fucking blows. I don't want to be here. I hate this. We bonded over how crappy the job was. It's fantastic. So one day I have to I had to go in at like three or four, and he's he was working the lunch shift. So he messages me, and he's like, man, I'm going to quit. We had gotten this new manager. She was a total bitch. And <laughs> I'm not just saying that. She was just mean. Like She just like had this weird power trip about being a freaking restaurant manager, like one of the four that were there. Just a real, she was very annoying about it. Anyway, he messages me. He's like, dude, this is, today's the day. I'm going to quit. He was like, we're going to double, so we were going to be there the night together. And uh, he was like, this is it? So I was like, for, like, for real? I was asking him. I was, he, I'm like hyping him up. Like, dude, you should. This place sucks, man. We can't be doing this. Like, we've made a good amount of money. At this point, I was ready to sell all of my belongings to, like, to make money as opposed to just keep working there. This was the last straw. I can't stress enough, like, this is probably the closest I've ever been to true, like, I'm not, I'm not going to say depression because depression is not really something to like just to just throw out there. Like, I'm depressed. It's not that simple. But the closest to it was it's it's been one of the biggest things in my life that actually affected multiple aspects of my life in negative ways. It made me a mean person. It made me an impatient person. It, it I didn't like it. I wasn't really thinking about anything else ever. I was always just dreading work. Like, literally, if I got off work on a Thursday and I had to work dinner on a Saturday, I almost couldn't enjoy Friday because I had to work Saturday. 
it was it was very very annoying maybe intolerant douche I, whatever i'd hate it not doing it again but i told jeremy i was like dude we gotta quit we go in together this now this is kind of fucked it was before this was like two days before fourth of july weekend and it was gonna be popping it was gonna be popping the roof off roof off <laughs> it was gonna be popping the roof off beer everywhere beer sloshing all over the place people are ordering oysters and me and Jeremy go to the main, the head manager, the gen, the GM, and we tell him like, "Hey, we're we're out." And he's like, "I actually, okay, sorry, back up." We told the cool manager there was one lady. She was so nice. She was fantastic. She understood. She was patient. Um, we told her we were like, "Hey, we can't really do this anymore." I kind of BS. I was like, "I got some personal things. I had an internship kind of fall on my lap, <laughs> and uh, I gotta go." And Jeremy told her right after me, and she's like, "Oh God." And we, so the the head man, I won't say his name, brought me into his office. He was like, he was like, you know, I love, I was, it was awkward because I was kind of tight with him. I was kind of tight with him, but I, I couldn't do it anymore. So he's like, he's like, you know, I respect the shit out of you, right? But you're, you're going to do this to me. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I was like, I can't, I, I really can't. I, uh, it's just not, it's not going to work out in my life right now. F- first of all, get off my dick guy. We had like 24, 25 waiters there and you had two that you were losing before 4th of July weekend? Dude, figure it out. You got enough people to... You have a small army working here. It's like... Maybe I'm underestimating like how much he had to do regarding scheduling and stuff. But I don't know. He was a real... Just lame ass about that. So, yeah, I told him. I was like, I gotta go. He was like... Alright, well... Because fi- I was planning on finishing this shift. It was a Saturday night. I think 4th of July was on a Tuesday. He was like, alright, well finish this shift strong for me. So I started my shift... I got this table of two, and he comes out, like, halfway, like, I don't know, like, 30 minutes later, and tells me and Jeremy, he's like, I need you guys to, he, he got this really solemn voice, because he went from being, like, angry and excited, not excited in a good way, just upbeat angry, like, very energetic about how angry he was, <laughs> that is the best way to put it, and he gets this very solemn, like, Jeremy, Troy, I need you to clock out, tra- or transfer your tables, clock out, and uh, you're free to go. I didn't hesitate for a second. Bing bong boing. Clock out. Take my table. Sophia. That's who took my table. I remember because she was like, you guys are leaving? She was like all upset. And I'm like, yeah, fuck this place. And we bounced. And that's it. And now I'm here. Now that was uh, that was several months ago. That was like eight months ago. But yeah. Now I'm I'm happy. I work for I work for my brother right now. So I mean we're this is this is money. I'm all I'm all good. I'm happy. So that's it. That's the that's my timeline of jobs. Maybe I'll do an update video in a few years. <clears throat> what my jobs have been like, but that's it. Shit was ass. I'm I'm happy now. That's you know, for the God bless you. If you can work in the food industry and not rage every day of your life, I would like get in my car after work and just like gah, like hit my seat. Oh man. I was a just a just a loser ass. But anyway, just me today, guys. Um couple couple things I forgot to mention in the beginning. I have an Instagram, I have a, yes, obviously, I have an Instagram, but follow Somewhat Clever on Instagram, I'm kind of using it as a, um, just, I don't, just some sort of promotion, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it yet, I've started, I've posted like some memes on there, I'm just gonna use it as a promotion type of outlet to help promote the podcast, and then use the podcast to promote Instagram, I'm gonna use it as kind of a back and forth thing. Follow me on Instagram. Also, I um, I submitted the podcast to Google Play. Haven't gotten the email back. 
I don't imagine Google Play is going to have any issue because they're kind of they're like iTunes. iTunes listens to podcasts before they let them on iTunes. So, in iTunes, you know, as soon as it it was like a week before iTunes accepted. I don't imagine Google Play will have an issue with the the podcast. Everything everything's all good, and so if you're an Android listener who's listening on SoundCloud or some, I I I know that when you post on SoundCloud and iTunes, it sometimes gets automatically outletted to other programs. So if you're Google play, if you use it, it should be on there very soon. Um, you will know, just keep, keep an eye out for that. So follow me on Instagram, Google play. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks everybody for listening. We're almost at 500 listens. I have, uh, I don't know exactly how many subscribers, but I got like eight more last week. Um, eight subscribers on iTunes, got all five star ratings on iTunes. If you haven't rated on iTunes, I would uh, appreciate that and leave a review. If you even if you don't like it, even if you hate me, even if you you well, if you've listened this far, chances are you probably don't. <laughs> but I mean, if you don't like it, constructive criticism, I'm all about it. Seriously, I'm trying to make this this a lot better. But man, I I ranted off. I'm like out of breath. Like, <laughs> but I appreciate you. Everybody listening to me today. Um, yeah, that was it. I I'm gonna call it there. Thanks so much for listening, and I will talk to you to you later. Appreciate it. Take it easy. Bye-bye.